0: The U.S. Supreme Court hears a case that tests how owner operators and carriers settle disputes. We covered the Railroads Plus Shippers Equals Solutions conference. What's a mango got to do with it? The blockchain expert panel at the McLeod User Conference 2018, and then we do five good minutes with Tom McLeod, the president of Cloud Software. I'm JP, and I'm Chad. And we talk about all these issues and more on this week's episode of What the Try.
1: Oh yeah. You know, uh, JP, after that dirty trick I played on you last week. <laughs> you
0: four... felt so so guilty that you had to drink at Bell's Too Hearted.
1: Yeah, you know, I decided, why don't we just double up on the Bells Too hard this week? And, um, and that's what we're having together. You know, just a single one-hop note. That's all that I need today.
0: I forgive you, Chad. Uh, now that I... Your gesture I... is deeply appreciated.
1: <clears throat> well, thank you. I feel better now. Uh, what, did, what should we talk about?
0: I think I just said what we were going to talk about. Why don't we go ahead with the <laughs> um, Supreme Court case... Uh this is New Prime V Oliviera or Olivera. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce the driver in question's last name. But um this is essentially about whether um, you know it's about whether in, in what in what cases owner operators should be classified as independent contractors or employees and whether the uh, Federal Arbitration Act exemption for transportation employees applies to truck drivers,
1: and and as um I mean it's a it's a labor dispute uh, question with um, you know basically the interests of carriers on one side and uh, independent owner operators on the other, and uh, and you know this year we have seen some uh, some legal rulings. Uh, beginning to work on, you know, what like what the owner operators would call um, uh, the abuse of the misclassification right uh, system, and you know we've seen it in California, and we've even more recently seen it in New Jersey, where uh, the owner operators uh, they're trying to be redefined. Right?
0: Yeah, and, and you know there are, there's a whole range of. Um, you know, relationships that an owner-operator can have with a carrier, you know, whether they are, you know, leasing something um, to own from a carrier, whether they have forced dispatch or not, you know, how much control do they have over their schedules, um, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, there's a whole real range of the kind of commitment. And so the nuts and bolts of these employment contracts really kind of – you know, did, you know uh, are uh, d- dispositive in, in, in some ways.
1: And so it's, um, you know, we, we, the, the hearings have taken place this week, but we uh, are, are going to wait for a, uh, a divided court minus one justice to, um, to, to rule on this. What could go wrong? <laughs>
0: huh. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, Part of the issue is whether even courts have the ability to decide whether or not uh, the arbitration exemption applies to these people or not. I mean, and it, it, what it boils down to is really that uh, carriers who are able to classify their workers as independent contractors, um, when there is a dispute with them, they can force them into arbitration. Which is which? Uh, the carrier is that's, at a, the yeah, carrier that's, is at an advantage, and so the, now the owner operators are pushing back and saying like, "No, we've been misclassified. We're not independent contractors. We're employees, and therefore you can't force us into arbitration." There's a whole other set of employment law that pertains to these cases.
1: And the carriers um, would sit, New Prime, or now they're now called Prime. They would they they argue that. You know, we're, we want you to abide by the terms of your contract, which is that you were an, you know, an independent contractor and you were not a full time employee. And the other side of the argument is that, um, in, in, you know, in every de facto way, you know, like that, like that, they treated the, this employee, Oliveira, as, uh, as an employee, as a right. full-time employee right. with a proper schedule, and, and so and that should be, you know, the, the terms under which they're proper. He this he is properly classified.
0: Right, and this and this is, you know, we, we could go, we could talk about this forever. We could get really deep into the weeds of all of the different kinds of relationships that owner operators have with carriers, um, you know, for the financing of equipment, you know, all that sort of stuff. But it's I mean, got a
1: long history.
0: Yeah, but suffice to say that there are some corners of the industry that have really shady labor practices. Um, you can even look at you know things like what happened with the the port truckers in L.A. Long Beach. Um, oh yeah. So you know, there's there's places I think in the industry where drivers have it really, you know, really good if you you know if you're of, you know a dedicated driver for walmart you probably love your job yeah but there are places in the industry where and if
1: you don't mind the permian basin landscape <laughs> uh you know and you can roll you know the ac may not be great but you may be making six figures
0: yeah and so, but there are also places where you know uh immigrants people who don't have a great command of the english language or the american legal system are kind of uh, exploited, you know, to, for lack of a better term. So this is—it'll be interesting to see what happens, especially with a if the you know um, an eight an eight justice court. Um, that's really you know going to be interesting. Yeah,
1: the drama continues. We'll keep you posted. Uh, you know, railroads plus shippers equals solutions conference. Um, our executive editor John Kingston had some interesting takeaways. Uh, not the least of which is about precision railroading. You want to take us into that a little?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think the, um, the title of this conference, Railroads Plus Shippers Equals Solutions, is kind of unintentionally uh, comedic. Funny. And, and, and aspirational, for sure, <laughs> because the railroads and the shippers right now have an extraordinarily contentious relationship. That's We're, what I've been
1: well understanding, reading. They're at
0: each other's throats. Um, and so Kingston wrote two stories about this conference. One was about executives at Kansas City uh, Southern, um, which is, you know, the smallest of the class one railroads, but it's sort of the uh, it's 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 our bridge into Mexico. This is really what it is. Um. And, you know, their executives kind of reacting to the trend in precision scheduled railroading, um, which which we can get into in a second. The other article that he wrote was a reaction from this guy who works at Solway, which is a uh, manufacturer of soda ash, which is a railroad-carried commodity, and his sort of – his very – Sort of bitter and f- fractious relationship with Union Pacific, who's responsible for moving all of their all their cargo.
1: Saying that things have gotten a little better, but they were so bad to begin with, that you know. That I mean, he said there that he was, would there go was almost into... nowhere to go but a little up.
0: Yeah, he said that he would like go into these meetings, and like when he left, his like voice would be hoarse for days after just screaming at these people back and forth for hours.
1: And, and and you would think and I think that it was pointed out in the article that uh, they, they, they need each other. You know, so why, why why does it have to be so contentious? Why can't it be more right. you, cooperative?
0: Yeah, um and you know the, the guy from Solways big complaint was that you know, he makes this soda ash, this this chemical product It's non-toxic, but you know it's, it's useful in a variety of industrial applications. Um, and he ships it from The west to the industrial centers on the east coast well recently he's been losing business to a turkish manufacturer of soda ash because they're able to move their product all the way from turkey to the united states on ships for cheaper than he can you know move it by rail across the u.s and so i would feel outraged yeah so the railroads are charging him so much that he can't compete with a country halfway around the world
1: uh and uh, and let's uh domestic market yeah Um, i wanted to briefly be able to uh talk about uh when we were at the mcleod conference uh and we heard uh uh john larkin talk about the 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 i think misnomer the 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 lack of he was like you could he put precision railroading in quotation marks
0: yes yeah He, he he was a critic um and to be fair uh so Larkin, um, you know, the investment banker at Stevel Nicholas, uh, famous transportation equities analyst, he actually began his career at CSX in Jacksonville in the early 80s. And he he gave Hunter Anderson credit. He said, you know, yep. uh, uh, back in the day, CSX, when he was there, CSX had an operating ratio of like 92%. Now it's, you know, it's, it's really like sub 60 but he doesn't really see right, a, he
1: doesn't really see a future for, for this model uh, as as efficient and as it get, because it involves um, you, you correct me if I'm wrong but it involves um, longer heavier loaded trains uh, it involves laying off about half of all of the employees uh, and you know and he just doesn't there might be other things to what that is but uh, he just doesn't see how that's really the way
0: forward. Right, because it's really what it is. It's the opposite of customer service. Instead of instead of the train asking a shipper, okay, when should we come to your factory? When can you load us? You know what works for you? When do you want to move this product by? Now, what what Hunter Harrison did was he said no, he's you know, screw that. What we're doing is I'll tell you when the train is going to get there. I'll tell you when the train is going to leave. You can load it or not. This train is going to run on time, aka it's going to be precisely scheduled. Um, and right. and and you know he would get he would shrink the assets you know rip up a bunch of track mothball locomotives take take a uh, close down facilities fire a lot of people delayer the organization and do what Hunter Harrison called what um, he called sweating the assets basically getting more revenue out of every asset you have cutting costs down to the bone and you know screwing over your customers. Um, and that is not going
1: to be the way forward, probably. If you think about the Amazons of the world, which can get us packages in two hours, and yeah, you know, exactly, is super um, about the customer. Exactly,
0: and you know they'll just, you know, it's it's an open question as to how much rail actually competes with trucking. You know, the kinds of freight, uh, the, the the schedules, the, the geography, that sort of thing. But I mean
1: But right now a lot does seem to be pushed on to, you know, Precision
0: precision scheduled railroading inherently has a disdain for customer service. One of Hunter Harrison's favorite quotations was actually something Steve Jobs said. And he said, Whoever said the customer was always right was probably a customer. (laughs) And that was something something that Hunter Harrison loved to repeat. Um and but, but you know for better, for you know, um, despite all of that and despite these shippers' concerns, there is a trend of precision scheduled railroading. All of these, uh, you know, going through all the Class Ones, um, you know, it sounds like Kansas City Southern is probably the last holdout, or, or one of the last ones after Union Pacific said that it was going to adopt a similar strategy. You know, they're trying to please their investors. They're trying to, um, you know, get better operating margins, um, and it, I, you know, I think the only thing that can really stop them is the surface transportation board you know the regulatory body governing railroads you know basically the question is how much are they going to allow the railroads to get away with
1: we shall see, but that is that is well put, uh, and uh, and you know the railroads and shippers equals solutions conference. I you know I think that they they figured it out. That they must have from that conference. It was very aspirational.
0: Yeah, well, well you know, maybe I mean, not. The, the shippers had their you know their problems. You know, uh, Kansas City Southern was saying precision schedule for railroading is not the way forward, um, but you know. Again, you know, Wall Street. Is but hey, you got to figure something out. And Wall Street loves the railroads who implement it.
1: Uh, so, yeah. So for now, maybe it is short-term solution. Right. Um,
0: okay. Cool. Well, um, why don't we get into this um, blockchain panel at uh, the McLeod Software User Conference. What's
1: a mango got to do
0: with blockchain? Yeah, you, you moderated this panel. So tell <laughs> first of all, tell us who, who was on it.
1: Uh, well, it was uh, it was uh, Ken Craig fra- from from Cloud Special Projects, uh, VP uh, Jordan Graft uh, EVP of Tri- Triumph Pay, and Dale Christie, who is now the business fellow blockchain strategist for FedEx. Whoa! Cool! Yeah. Awesome! <laughs> yeah, it Sounds was like
0: uh, a, a cast of luminaries.
1: <laughs> um, I, you know, blockchain rock stars. I like to refer to them as or block stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but maybe that's a little cheesy. Uh, anyway. it's a little cheesy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it gets the idea across. Uh, it, we, it was, it was, it was black. The panel is blockchain where it's headed, which doesn't sound super scintillating, but it was better than your typical blockchain 101 fare. Yeah. Are you tired of the blockchain 101s? Kind of, yeah.
0: I am I too. Feel like there's a ton of content on the internet explaining to people what blockchain is. Like, if, if like, really, like, I, I feel like if people are going to, Conferences and events and wanting to learn about it, they've probably already googled it. it,
1: it you know it, what I mean? It, yeah. Like, and can I, you know, and let, for our viewers or listeners rather who have not, uh, who don't know what blockchain is, let me summarize it for you in in uh, four words. Okay. Ready? Ready. This will get this out of the way. Ready. Blockchain is an append-only, decentralized, immutable ledger. All right, so can we move on now? Yeah. All right, okay, we've done so blockchain 101. Why don't, why don't re- That's
0: easy. Why don't we um, resurrect the, the hoary chestnut of the, the mango story? you want to tell the <laughs> oh, mango story? Oh, gosh. Let's see. Um,
1: how fast can we say it? Basically, uh, Frank Yanis, um, the VP of food safety at, at Walmart, uh, You know, a, a couple of years ago, he laid a mango on the table and told his, his people, he was like, trace this mango back as fast as you possibly can starting right to, now to,
0: to its origin to
1: it to its origin and it took them um, six and a half days and then they did it with blockchain and it took 2.2 seconds and so that anecdote that illustration has now been used so much it is kind of be is called the uh, the mango the mango—I forget what it's called. It's—it's the it's to me it's a, an illustration of how blockchain. The mango can
0: work. anecdote. <laughs> sure. It sounds like a like a, a, a spy novel <laughs> or something.
1: <laughs> it kind of does. Now that you put it that way. Um, but you know what? So what? The panel. What we were able to talk about a little bit is. Um, we were, we, it was it was one of those opportunities, especially with 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 me being able to, to moderate. I took it as an opportunity to like I, I didn't know exactly what they were going they had prepared, but I was like any question that I personally have about blockchain, I was ready to throw it at them. Nice, and right. I was just peppering them with stuff. And uh, you know, I mean, they they handled it you know real well. I mean, I, we we learned we touched on. A variety of things about, uh, you know, the, one of the talking points is, well, what what is everybody going to do about this IBM, Walmart, blockchain thing, which you right. and I've already talked about on the podcast. Right. Um, we don't right now. The bottom line is nobody knows, and we did like Ken Craig was like talking to every carrier that he had access to, and they were talking to all the participants. Oops, excuse me there, uh, in the supply chain, and they, no one no one really knows. We have this open letter from Walmart.
2: Right.
0: To their leafy green suppliers. But the transportation folks so far have been kind of left in the dark about what this means for them.
1: Right. Um, And, you know, I think what does it mean for blockchain? We generally see it as, you know, uh, a positive development uh, and, and... uh, because a, a large market now is going to be like, whoa! This isn't just about FOMO. This isn't just about people aren't just like participating in in BIDA, uh, you know, the the blockchain transport alliance. Where they're not just participating in that because of, uh, of of fear of missing out. They're we're participating. In, there's a reality here. Yeah. And, and yep. things are happening. It's time to get on. The bus, Gus. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, like, here's what we're not going to do here. Right now, we're not going to get granular about all the things about, you know, private and public blockchains. This is not a special episode for that. Right. But, um, but it, it, it.
0: But look into who owns the nodes, who's, who do you really have to trust to make sure this works, and, you know, whose version of reality is being foisted upon the supply chain is, I think, I think something you know, if you if you want to investigate more into this as details of the technology come out.
1: Well, to me, one of the funny things about it is like we talked about. You know, um, uh, we just we talked about how smart contracts and all different kinds of things, um, but you know. One of the like Dale Christie also provided a really interesting illustration beyond beyond actually the the mango. And he was like he, he compared blockchain in a sense to the internal com, co, combustion engine or he was like, you know, I can be driving my car, you know, down the highway. And uh, and, I, and I know I'm going. Do I know everything that's going on, you know, underneath my hood? No, not necessarily. And not even that, though, but like at the advent of the 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 internal combustion engine. People, people knew that they were on to something, but, but but they didn't know
0: what necessarily. But they didn't know how it would change society. No. And
1: all, Yeah, and, not, and of course, right? But it, that's just with automobiles. But look, at, think of all the applications of the internal combustion engine, but also think about how difficult it would be to explain the internal combustion engine to people.
0: That have never seen one.
1: Right, you know, right. And, and that's actually something that you can see. Sort of, yeah. and have demonstrated. Yeah. Um, whereas blockchain is this abstract, complex software. So, um, so, but you know, and that's why in the Q and A afterwards, um, the these practical business uh, owners they 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 don't know about all the technical stuff. They just want to know, well, why did it take so long to trace the mango back to its source in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah they're just looking for, for practical solutions and I think we all are interesting um,
0: um, Well I think it's time for us to sort of uh, you know flash back to the user conference and have five good minutes with Tom McLeod.
1: Yeah, that was great and let's fire away.
0: Well, we are back coming to you live from the McLeod User Conference 2018 here in Birmingham, Alabama. And we have a very special guest joining us for Five Good Minutes Tom McLeod, the founder and president of McLeod uh, Software.
1: Tom McLeod, welcome aboard. Thanks for playing Five Good Minutes. Well, thanks for being here. We appreciate being a part. Are you ready to play?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm uh I'm, no but Okay, it's, ready it's or not, time, I guess here yeah. we
1: go. Uh let's jump in. You got yeah. a
0: question? Um why don't you just tell us about some of the highlights from this year's user conference
2: from your perspective? Well, uh, there's many purposes of the conference. Uh one is educational for our customers. It's equally educational for our people uh, getting feedback from the customers. But uh, right. we we working hard every day to come up with new products and new ideas. So we're sharing the work that we've done, especially over the last year, and we're getting input for the customers on the things we should be working on uh, for next year. One of the biggest benefits of the, of the conference uh, is the presentations that are made by the companies that are using the systems the best. We're in a good position to see who's doing a good job uh, from an operation standpoint, and it means a lot more to people in the trucking business to hear from other people that are also uh, getting, doing things well so that they've got the uh, opportunity to go and improve their operations. I thought it was really cool. I was at the um, uh,
0: profitability analysis um, sort of session and it was, I thought it was like, I was kind of surprised, but I thought it was really cool to see um, McLeod customers, you know, at the table sort of telling other McLeod customers how best to use uh, the tools that are, you know, are available. I thought that was a really interesting concept to have
2: the customer, you know, almost create this customer-to-customer engagement. Right. And it's a total of 31 customer companies that are making presentations at the conference. So really it's a conference almost put on by our customers for our other customers. And it, it's amazing to me how open many companies are about the things that are working well for their internal operations. Uh, Because they'll get up and share many times when they've got competitors right there in the room. It's amazing. Of of
1: all of the um, IoT solutions and the powerful technology that we're seeing uh, in in action today, um, one of the ones that um, we've been covering and involved with was the um, the deeper dive into blockchain technology. It it seems like we're still that's still an emerging technology. Where where do you where do you see that landscape headed? Do 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 you see anything with the Walmart uh, and IBM partnership as being significant?
2: I think the Walmart announcement that their leafy green suppliers have to be on the blockchain network by January 31st, of 2019, is that'll make it real very quickly. <laughs> um, they're still, they still haven't fully uh, fleshed out that announcement as to what that will mean for carriers involved right. in the transport right. uh, of the leafy greens. But we've got customers here that will be affected by that uh, in calendar year uh, 2019. So I think we'll begin to see the applications uh, come into play and uh, uh, it'll take a while for the, that technology just like any technology to mature right just just look at the difference in the initial iPhone that was introduced in 2007 to the ones we have today. that was only 11 years ago but so we'll see some uh, uh, quick evolution
0: mm-hmm. but
2: uh, I think we'll also see real applications here within the next year.
1: Wow, yeah.
2: Um, what? Um,
0: so, at the end of your presentation I watched today, you said that next year's conference will be in Aurora, Colorado, just outside of Denver at a new uh, Gaylord facility. What um, is on McLeod's agenda for the next year, between now and next year's conference?
2: Well, of course, we'll be moving our, the entire company in three weeks. So, so there's that's, that. Uh, that's <laughs> one big event, but we'll get that done over the weekend. That'll get us uh, all of our Birmingham employees back under one roof, uh, with some room to grow, and that uh, will allow us to continue with, to be responsive to our, our, our customer needs and the, the fact that they're uh, wanting and you know needing us to do more. Uh, we'll be expanding, continuing to expand our software development uh, for new products and services. Certainly. Connectivity with other uh, providers in the industry uh, is very important. Uh, uh, improved optimization and data analytics coming out of the uh, system for better decision support uh, at the operations of the company is a big emphasis as well.
1: Wow. that's I think he, he made it. He yeah. did it in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. like we can't pepper
2: him with another question.
0: Congratulations, Tom, and Fantastic. thanks for playing five good minutes.
2: Yeah, well, thank you for being here. We appreciate being a uh, a part of such a great industry. Yeah, it's 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 exciting. It's been times. really fun. Thanks for having yeah,
1: us. really good stuff. All right, thank you. And that was a fun and fantastic conversation with Tom McLeod. And yeah. and, and you know, th- thank you, Tom, uh, for for giving us an opportunity to uh, to get some high level view.
0: Yeah, and and, and for having us at the conference.
1: For sure. And now, JP, it is time to play another round of Big Deal, Little Deal. Nice. What's the deal with you?
0: (laughs) I'm super excited about
1: this. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm glad that you remain so excited. Uh, Here we go. I'm going to start with you. Ready? Yep. The new NAFTA creates certainty for oil and gas investors, big deal or little deal?
0: Huge deal. Now $200 billion of foreign investment will be protected from the incoming Mexican president, López Obrador.
1: Freight Waves to compete for FIA Innovator of the Year 2018. Big deal or
0: little deal? This is awesome. The uh, Futures Investors Association um, is inviting us to their conference for freight futures. Awesome. Huge deal.
1: Samda Safety announces new CSA scorecard to address Fast Act score model. Big deal or little deal?
0: It's a little deal, but um, the FMCSA's revision of the CSA score is a huge deal.
1: John Larkin says, LTL to benefit the most from e-commerce growth, big deal or little deal?
0: It's a big deal Anytime he uh, talks about transportation and you need to listen. Drivers continue switching jobs as turnover rate hits five-year high, big deal or little deal? <sighs> little deal, it's more of the same. We'll see less turnover when drivers start getting paid for all of their time. A creative approach to solving a big rig problem. Big deal or little deal? Little deal until we know more about how this big rig works. Record rainfall water rescues in the desert southwest. Big deal or little deal?
1: Big deal for the desert, which isn't used to rainfall like that.
0: FMCSA plans proposed rulemaking to address regulations slowing development of autonomous technologies. Big deal or little deal?
1: Big deal for all those tech autonomous startups, and it gets us a little more comfortable with the technology. And I'm giving us a thumbs up because I can tell that we did it.
0: All right. What is happening? Sweet.
1: And that'll do it for the big stories this week. As always, we go into more detail about each of the topics we've talked about today on our website, FreightWaves.com. We will continue to publish this podcast weekly, so be sure to subscribe to What the Truck?, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, make sure to leave us a review to let us know what you think of our new podcast.
0: And if you're interested in freight economics and finance, come to our Market Waves conference at the Gaylord Texan Resort and Commission Center in Grapevine, Texas, this November. Visit MarketWaves18.com to learn more about this event.
1: That'll do it for today. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week on What What the the truck. Truck.